So Saber has fallen and a new organization is rising from the ashes, helmed by Missing Links and Vixen and many other people. But in the ashes and rising up from the ashes of this organization, there are people who are being trained by Saber, young people who are now at a crossroads in their life. And this is the story of a team of them. All right, now we're going to go on to the when our team first came together. Uh, how long are we saying we've been a team for? That is a great question. Uh, so let's start with that. So you all were a team with Saber. Before we get started, were you a team that was like assigned? Like Saber was like, hey, you four are going to work together? Or was it a situation where like you four worked really well together and naturally became a team? I feel like assigned is more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Player versus player conflict. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, how long before the Saber takedown did that happen, uh, that you were assigned as a team? Um, one thing to note, uh, this is going to be taking place probably about three or four weeks after the Saber takedown. Um, so you've had a li- little bit of time as a unit with Alan. But uh, so just thinking of that, how long have you all been a team? Maybe like a year? Maybe like six months. Either way, between a year and six months, I like that it would have been before the Mayo transformation, like before Tim became Mayo. Right. So like you all were friends with Tim and part of the team with Tim before that transformation. (laughs) Yeah, I like that too. Indeed. So somewhere between six months to a year, you've been working together for a while. So your first outing as a unit, this would have been before Tim became Mayo. So Tim would have still been human form. We will start with the bull question and then we'll go uh, through a couple of questions. And I may ask for more probing questions there. Uh, but the first question will be, we defeated a dangerous enemy. Who or what was it? Okay, we defeated a dangerous enemy. Who or what was it? Uh, it was... Mars, uh, a fighter with volcanic glass sticking out of his skin firepowers. And we said it was set up by Saber to kind of give us our first mission to test us as a team. Perfect. And do you all know that this was a setup? Or have you found out since that it was a setup? Or are you still in the dark? I think we're still in the dark because it's still pretty fresh that Saber has fallen. No, I feel like Mayo might have found out while they're escaping, you know. Their adventures as a cat, but mm-hmm. that's possible. I'm just saying that'd be cool. Uh, that is actually a good segue. We're going to go over from there into the delinquent questions, uh, which was we totally broke some major rules to win the fight. What rules did we break? Whose rules were they? And before we jump too far into this, where did this fight happen? Where were you all fighting Mars? I, if it's that popcorn exercise, like my brain was like food court. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for that. That makes sense. Maybe we're all going to the mall. And they they sent him in there. It was like our one day off for the week. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, oh my God, really? But it was like we had planned. to train all week and now we have to keep doing this? Ugh. I can only think of the Cobra Kai food court scene. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even seen it yet, but my, I'm, I guess I'm hungry. Perfect. Uh, I will go ahead and jump in uh, and give you all some big highlights of the Moon Harbor Mall food court. There's a really amazing ramen place and a really great taco stand that are right next to each other. Uh, And then there's a ice cream place called the Cold War, uh, whose only employee, (laughs) as far as we know, is Cole Ward. And he is incredibly monotonous, uh, does not really have a ton of emotion. One of our teams is permanently banned from Cold War because one of their people's constantly on fire and melted the Cold War. Oh, no. That is also where their uh, 
their original team fight was, um, which I love. I love that it's just a thing. So there's some uh, landmarks. Feel free to add more if you'd like. Maybe we are also now banned from Cold War. We pushed Mars into the to the shop and it melted. <laughs> Perfect. How good was the ice cream, though? It's not. It's just the only ice cream place. It's not good. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, then I don't feel so bad about getting banned. All right. Uh, so now that we've kind of established where we are, join uh, the Lincoln question is: We totally broke some major rules to win this fight. What rules did we break, and whose rules were they? Immediately, what popped into my mind was that aside from uh, violating this ice cream shop's rules of throwing volcano fighters into them. I think we also, perhaps since we're like a newer team, we broke some of our personal boundary rules. At least I could see Tim mm. doing that. So I could see him being in the back and being like, ah, that's not how you're supposed to do that or something. And then body swapping with Diego, who would hate that kind of thing, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, w- I would hate that. <laughs> so perhaps something like like that. We we established like ground rules with our group some time ago. We were like, you're never body swapping with any of us like we're off limits and i like did it anyway or something oh i just had an image of um tim swapping with diego and diego throwing a fit and so i go to punch tim but it's actually diego (laughs) (laughs) fantastic i love that um i like that as a concept anyone have any objections to that nope no i like it cool and i think that that really solidified the whole like we don't swap with our teammates rule going forward Without yeah. that. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead. And since uh, we had that nice transition to talking about Diego, uh, let's go to the Diego question. Let's go, let's go to the joint question. So the connection between our two halves was threatened by this crisis. How and by what? So during the, the event where Mayo took over Diego's body when we were fighting by the ice cream shop, not only did it separate Diego from his body, but because of that, Sage couldn't transform into anything else and her powers were almost amplified so she was causing a lot of collateral damage and damage maybe to herself or other people as well excellent and then our last question for uh, when our team first came together we as a team attracted the attention of a major media outlet within the city thanks to our efforts who are they and why do they support us we do not currently have any major media outlets established so this is a hundred percent up to you all Like I was gonna, because I, I was gonna ask, like, what's the what's the the world's version of Vogue, and therefore the teen version of it? So I guess what's a good synonym for Vogue, like craze or like something like that? So it's like I don't know. I, I suspect it would be like the teen Vogue of this world, though. Uh, we do have a conceit across the board uh, where if we need a name of a company and we can't think of a like good synonym, we just swap the first letter out with J. So, for instance, uh, J Jewelers and JJ Jenny's and things of that nature. So, if it wants to be Jogue, it can absolutely be Jogue. <laughs> Teen Jogue it is. Teen Jogue. Oh, man. I was thinking some moon related since we're Moon Harbor. Jean Jogue. Oh, you know what? But like, then like Luna would be a fancy magazine name. So then like Teen Luna, yeah. right? Ooh, I Ooh, do like that. That sounds good. I like that. Yeah, it sounds fancy. Yeah, it does sound fancy. So yeah, and I think they support us because I'm fucking cool. Do you think it's so? Did they find this because Bobby was recording? Like, did this fight go viral? Oh, I was live streaming it. <laughs> oh my! Oh my so, god! 
has has Bobby been on the cover of Teen Luna? Not no, yet. but I want to be. Okay. Has anyone on our team been mentioned in the magazine? Because I mean, you know, if Diego has, I'll even if it's like like the last the last sentence of a paragraph, like also this saber employee helped. Uh, like it didn't even have to mention my name. But I, I would hold it over your head. It'd be like that teen super that helped. That was me. What if we've all been in Teen Vogue in that like very like they, we've been like slightly mentioned in, except for Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be so down for that. Uh, Bobby, important question. When you are live streaming, is it like through a helmet? Or do you have to like have your phone in your hand? How does that work? I kind of. So uh, in Mortal Kombat, Cassie Cage has a little floating like phone or like droid like drone almost can i have my own little like recording drone you can absolutely have a recording drone yes uh does the recording drone have a name is it like a sentient robot or is like uh kareem somewhere controlling it um let's have kareem somewhere controlling it so i'll just be like hey kareem action (laughs) hashtag action oh my god please you have to say hashtag action whenever you want it to start recording oh i'm gonna now (laughs) It's canon now. Oh my god. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Icy Sheets, T. Huth, and Elliot Peterson, and edited by Icy Sheets and Sean Geddes. Icy can be found on Twitter at Icy New Year or at IcyNewYear.com. T can be found on Twitter or Instagram at TPHuth94. That's T-P-H-U-T-H-9-4. Elliot can be found at Elliot Yelen on Twitter. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-Y-L-E-N. Sean can be found at The Crumpet on Twitter. That's T-H-E-C-R-U-M-P-I-T. This issue was GM'd by T. Huth. Tyrannus was played by Kylie Kane. They can be found on Versian Chronicles or on Twitter at The Versian. Mindflip, aka Mayo, was played by Dex Fan. Dex is an American-born, Vietnamese man looking to inspire others to be their best selves. In his free time, he enjoys writing and reading about unabashedly queer characters and designing Vietnam-inspired fantasy settings. Keep up with him on Twitter at Rexarino. That's R-E-X-A-R-I-N-O. Vice was played by Roberto Seguera. Roberto is a Latina American content creator. You can find him on the Nerds on a Roll podcast and online at Rob underscore Kebab. That's R-O-B underscore K-A-B-O-B-B. Versa was played by Katie Kawaguchi. Katie is a freelance illustrator and content creator for the Nerds on a Roll podcast. You can find her online at underscore Kid Katie. That's underscore K-I-D-K-A-T-I. Coda was played by John John Johnson. John John is a queer Asian American multidisciplinary artist in the DMV area. He serves in the theater community as an actor, director, playwright, and board member. A staunch advocate of equity, diversity, inclusivity, and belonging, he also works in casting with a focus on representation, both on stage and off. John John is also a professional DM, having recently formed his own company, Dun Dun Dungeons, to run paid games for inquisitive new TTRPG players. Love to E.T., K.H., R.T., S.W.A., R.B., S.M., and N.N. 
The music in this issue was Special Spotlight by Kevin MacLeod. A link to the license and his website will be in the show notes. Moon Harbor Heroes is played using Masks A New Generation, written by Brendan Conway and produced by Magpie Games. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. And thank you so much for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.